Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. so why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen. All right, here we go. It's BB Today, 96.3 News Radio, KQOB. Thanks for being with us. Brandon Vote, producer Amory Castillo on this Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. I know there's a lot of stuff you could be doing. I know there's a lot of things you could be doing and uh, and having us in the background. And I'm glad that you're doing those things and have us here on News Radio, KQOB. Really appreciate it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit um, uh, this hour, later this hour, about the gender-affirming care and uh, with uh, – Harlan Vincent. That's coming up later this hour. Now, gender affirming care. Remember, there's a lot of fancy words around it, and it was actually the Abortion Care and Gender Affirming Care Act, which became law in the state of New Mexico. Gender affirming care is a sex change, that operation. Now, there's other things that go along with it, too, but that's one of the way that they have softened it up for public consumption. So um, don't get to uh, uh, don't get confused here, and that's why Harlan Vincent's going to be with us coming up uh, a little later this hour to talk more about that, because there's a lot of folks that are confused about what's really going on with that bill here in the state of New Mexico um, and all over the country. But New Mexico was uh, one of the latest ones to jump in and and get that done really under the radar, too, at this last legislative session. Uh, we had some news on what's going on with Alec Baldwin, too. I wanted to get to and get your thoughts on it. 505-243-3333. And it was back in April that the special prosecutor, which problems with this case from the beginning, and it really looked bad on Santa Fe County, really looks bad on New Mexico that they weren't able to figure this thing out and have a more streamlined approach to this uh, very serious incident uh, that happened on the set of the Rust movie set. But it was back in October that Alec Baldwin had all of the charges, the criminal charges at least, uh, dismissed in, uh, in that shooting with cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Now we have some information about prosecutors and whether or not they could recharge Alec Baldwin. Now, there is a time frame to do it. They have two months. They have about 60 days, uh, but they could actually refile the charges against Alec Baldwin. So Baldwin, at this point, isn't quite out of the woods yet. And it's interesting, after the dismissal happened, I thought we would see an Alec Baldwin media tour and uh, Alec Baldwin I was right all along tour 
hitting all of his favorite spots, the late night talk shows, the view, you know, CNN. Um, he's been a darling for, for all of those outlets for years. And I was surprised that we haven't seen nothing because if that's, if, if there's anything about Alec Baldwin and especially we, we learned it since, uh, this incident here at the rest movie set, he loves to be in charge of his own narrative and you have his damage control people out there. And he loves to say that he was right when everybody else was wrong. So as the days went on since, uh, since April, and we never really heard anything from Alec Baldwin, I was surprised that in April turned into May, and here we are in June, and this guy hasn't done anything, hasn't said anything, other than, I mean, the only news from Alec Baldwin was, I think his wife is pregnant again, and I think that's baby number 16 for him. He's got a lot of kids. You know, God bless him. He's got a lot of children. Uh, and the fact that he they are going to uh, finish the movie, which I think is kind of gross to tell you the truth. They're going to finish the movie that Helena Hutchins was killed during uh, up in Montana. So the state of New Mexico won't be giving any of that rebate money back to Alec Baldwin in that movie for grossly finishing this movie, which a lady died on the set of. So those are the only things we really heard from Alec Baldwin, which I was surprised. I mean, I figured Alec Baldwin would be sitting on the, uh, uh, the late show with Stephen Colbert making fun of Donald Trump again. And, you know, uh, I thought we'd get the old Alec Baldwin once these charges got dismissed. Well, maybe Alec Baldwin and his attorneys knew something that everybody else didn't. And that may be coming to roost now because prosecutors still have this uh, dangling over Alec Baldwin's head. They could decide to go ahead and recharge him. Now, it has to happen pretty quick. And I still think, and you know, as we talked about this from the time this happened last October, uh, I thought that, you know, this, uh, the Alec Baldwin would not get charged criminally. Didn't think that that would happen. Now, the civil suits are still out there. And Alec Baldwin, you know, is, and his companies or whatever is going to, and the insurance is going to have to pay a high price here. That's one of the reasons why they're finishing this movie is to kind of alleviate that, which, by the way, who wants to watch this movie now? I mean, it was a low budget, you know, Western anyway. It didn't look very good. I mean, Alec Baldwin's not, you know, when I think of Western actors, you know, Hampton, Alec Baldwin isn't the first guy that comes to mind, right? When you think of great Western actors, even today. So, I mean, the movie would be, in the old days, it would be like a straight-to-DVD. We don't really have DVDs anymore. So it would go straight to the bottom-feeding streaming services. Like, it wouldn't be on Netflix. It would be like on Crackle or something. It would just go straight to streaming. But I don't know who would want to watch this movie anyway, especially now that you know that somebody died and somebody almost died. Uh, in the filming of it, it's a little weird, but they're going to go ahead and uh, and finish it up, probably just for monetary purposes, because uh, they're going to give all the money to the, the Hutchins family or kind of how they've got that worked out legally. But here's a little bit of the story from KOB, because this one kind of came from out of nowhere, because most people just thought, well, in April, once they 
didn't charge Alec Baldwin. That's over. He's, he's free to go. Not so fast. Here's a little bit of the story from KOB TV. A deadly shooting on a New Mexico movie set caught the attention of the world. The gun was in the hand of actor Alec Baldwin. Both Baldwin and armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed were charged with involuntary manslaughter. Prosecutors ended up dropping the charges against Baldwin in April. They said some evidence required further investigation. Recently filed documents point out the gun was damaged during FBI testing. Documents say the gun and broken part were sent to the state lab for further testing. If testing finds the gun did not malfunction, prosecutors say they will refile charges against Baldwin. As for Gutierrez-Reeds, she sought to have charges against her dropped. She raised objections about prosecutors and statements they made and evidence in the case. Prosecutors argue any issues raised were either too minor to result in a case dismissal or are now moot because a new special prosecutor team took over the case and recently filed a new criminal complaint. Prosecutors argue continued prosecution is necessary to get justice. They accuse Gutierrez-Reed of having a, quote, history of reckless conduct that has resulted in loss of a human life. Prosecutors say she was sued for giving the keys of her motorcycle to an intoxicated person who caused a deadly crash. They also accuse Gutierrez-Reed of drinking heavily and smoking marijuana during the evenings while shooting rust. Prosecutors claim Gutierrez-Reed may have been hung over when the live round was put in the gun. Lawyers for Gutierrez-Reed have put forward a theory that someone on set tried to sabotage the film. A trial for Gutierrez-Reed is currently set to begin in August. All right, now a couple of things there in that report, especially with Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and w- with Baldwin, if they can figure out what's going on with this gun, yeah, they may be able to to recharge Alec Baldwin. It's going to happen, have to happen pretty fast. But some other developments here that you may not have been aware of with uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, she has been in one of these motions that was filed uh, recently uh, she had previously been sued for providing keys to her motorcycle to an inco- intoxicated person who was predictably involved in a motor vehicle accident that resulted in someone's death. That's in, in the uh, motion with Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Witnesses in the case will also testify when, because she's probably the only one uh, that's going to stand trial if they don't get Alec Baldwin later on here. Uh, but they got to do that within the next two months. She's the one that, you know, the prosecution is going to want to, that's the only person that they're going to have an opportunity to 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 get here, to get a conviction on. So they're going to throw everything at her. One of the things, too, in this motion, well, witnesses will testify that she was drinking heavily, smoking pot in the evenings during the uh, uh, shooting of Rust. The motion adds it's likely she was hungover when she inserted the live bullet into the gun and she knew it was going to be used at some point by an actor. Okay. That's kind of the crux of the case against Hannah Gutierrez Reed. They're going to make her appear like this is for lack of a better term, loose cannon, kind of a drinker was smoking the devil's lettuce nights on the set of rust. And then she's the one that, put the the live bullet in in the gut you remember bowls the other the other guy you know he's already taken a plea deal so he's he's on easy street right now compared to what hannah gutierrez reed is facing 
Now, one of the problems they do have is it's unclear on how the rounds made it onto the set and actually into the gun that day of the shooting. But the motion says the current uh, the current team, the prosecutors, is making the effort to determine who brought the live rounds to the set. So that means they don't know and they don't have an answer for that, which for Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, that's good news. Because if the prosecution can't prove it, then that's reasonable doubt, and you know they they, they got to let her off the hook. But if somehow they're able to figure that out, Hannah Gutierrez Reed is going to pay. And for Santa Fe County, it looks horrible. And if they can't make that connection on who brought the live rounds to the set, if they can't get that done. I mean, uh, they're going to look horrible. Because all these lawyers want to um, either help themselves out in private practice later or politically. And that's not going to happen for any of these people uh, over what has happened here so far with how they've handled this thing. I mean, it's been it's been Keystone Cops uh, as far as the, the prosecution goes over in Santa Fe County. All right, this little update on uh, what's happening with the Rust movie set. And a little bit more on this, uh, especially in this preliminary hearing and what the judge is going to have to determine for Hannah Gutierrez. Hey, 96.3 News Radio Kiki will be evidently, I mean, they're at the radio station, A. Marie. Things are, we're, we're, things are just falling apart. We've been told that we can't use, we can't drink the water at the station now. Is that right? Evidently, we our water is getting piped in from Camp Lejeune. And we can't drink the water uh, at the radio station. Uh, also, our phones aren't working. Yeah, I don't know what's going phones on. Aren't working. Should we just go no. home? <laughs> I think so. I think this I think is a now sign. We're done. I think it's summer vacation. We're all just we're hanging done. out. Yeah, that's what's right. What's so next? That, that's, yeah, that's why we couldn't get uh, Harlan Vincent state rep on today. So our phones aren't working. So it wasn't. Wasn't his fault, and he does not go on the enemies list. No, no. Along with uh, Mick Foley, who stood you up, and Fred Slow, who's still on the enemies list, he is still not. Oh, atoned. he needs to make up for that. He does. I'm waiting for a really hot day. It's not. It's not hot enough yet. You know, we're still, we're still hovering around the 80s. We we need to get into the 90s before we make uh, Fred Slow pay the price. So Harlan Vincent not on the enemies list. Uh, we'll we'll catch up with him. Uh, another time but yeah everything's falling apart there at the radio station what does that tell you yeah (laughs) i'm gonna have to bring him what's funny is like uh you know to be healthy they say you should drink like uh, 100 ounces of water a day yeah i drink drink a gallon but it's hard with radio it's like i have to pick and choose my battles well and also I, i recently said you're not supposed to pound the water. You're supposed to just sip it throughout the day. I'm like, that's impossible. You know, I want to get my hundred ounces out. You know, I want to get it all done. So I drank about 32 ounces of the uh, Camp Lejeune water we do now have at the radio station this morning. And then all of a sudden I get an email late this morning. It was, uh, by the way, don't drink the water. <laughs> There's been some discolorization. Well- of the water in, in some of the toilets. Okay. The toilets. Okay. Well, BB, good luck. <laughs> Just yeah, building okay. that immune system. That's right. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, a couple other things here with um, 
the the rest movie case, um, there is some of this evidence to support the theory that Gutierrez Reed herself may be responsible. But in this motion, the theory is confirmed additional criminal charges may follow. So this may not be the end of the road for her, especially if they're not going to charge Alec Baldwin and Bowles. The other party involved here is already taking a plea deal. Hannah Gutierrez Reed is the only person that Santa Fe County can kind of hang their head on and, and try to get somebody, get a conviction uh, with this case. And they're going to look horrible if that doesn't happen. Now, this preliminary hearing, a judge will determine whether probable cause exists for Gutierrez Reed for these charges to move forward. That's not going to happen until August. Now, as I mentioned before, they need the the prosecution needs to figure out who brought the live rounds to the set because they can in this motion it's filled with all this stuff about Gutierrez Reed was a drinker and she was smoking pot and all this stuff. If they can't determine who brought the live rounds to the set, they they don't have that link. And, and then what they're trying to say is that she's the one she was hung over and she inserted the live bullet. But how did it get there in the first place? And if they can't figure that out, they're they're on the clock now. They got like six weeks here. If they can't make that uh, connection, you know, she's going to walk too. Which, you know, the way they have handled things, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they they don't get any convictions uh, out of this thing. All right, five zero five two four three thirty three thirty three would be the number to call if we could call in. But we have a problem with the phones at the radio station, so. That's fine. I'm a professional radio broadcaster. We'll get through this together. They I do want to let you know you. about Yes, text line's working like a charm. Text line never lets us down, unlike the phones and the water supply. Although with the water, it's not just us. I think it's there in the downtown area. I think we have some issues with the water. So not just us, other people as well. Is there a... Is there a do we have to boil the water? Do we have to go into the kitchen and boil water for people to drink at the radio station? We should have, um, what was her name from Naked and Afraid that we had on? She could probably teach us oh, some yeah. things how to survive without oh, yeah, a phone that and water. Oh, for sure. We're roughing it today without water and, and phone. News Radio KQB, thanks for being with us. All right, here's a, a BV life hack. You know, if you're working in Albuquerque and you're affected like uh, all of us are with the discolored water. Um, it's a, it's a great time now to just drink Jim Beam or Jack Daniels. And then you could just say, oh, it's just water, just discolored. Yes. That's my, my discolored water I'm drinking here. I like the way you're thinking, <laughs> BB. I think I'm going to organize everyone in some sort of class action lawsuit against the water authority um, because of the trauma that we've all had to endure since not having any water on a hot summer day as well. So you watch out, Water Authority. I'm coming after you. Much like Netflix has gone after the freeloaders who are sharing passwords. You remember when this happened, Avery? It was a couple of, uh, that was about a month ago now. Netflix started enforcing the password sharing crackdown May 23rd. And then over the next six days, they averaged 73,000 new signups a day and nearly 100,000 on May 26th and 27th. That was right around Memorial Day. So 
people probably wanted to get Netflix for Memorial Day. So from May 25th to the 28th, they had the most signups since early 2019. We all remember, um, uh, and then, of course, during COVID, there was big surges in uh, signups. That spike in May was also bigger than what they saw in March and April of 2020 in the early days of, uh, of COVID. Netflix saw an increase in cancellations, but the new subscriptions more than made up for that. So evidently it worked for Netflix, but that's all they're going to get. I mean, they'll get these, you know, um, I guess close to a million people. That's what it kind of seems like. I mean, if they were averaging 100,000 for six days and uh, over 100,000 for a few days after that, that's all they're going to get, though. You're going to get those people that are like, ah, you're right. I guess I need to get my own account now. I'm going to quit sharing my Netflix password. But then, I mean, it's it's going to dry up pretty fast. But I guess in the short term, it worked, you know, because they got, you know, a million people or so to sign up. What I don't like about the, the whole thing is the, uh, the, the, the platform it's on, like, there's different tiers, like, and not just with Netflix, but like some of the other subscription services, there's tiers to it. Like, well, if you want a little bit more, you got to pay more. If you don't want commercials, you got to pay more. It's uh, it's become ridiculous. But they amassed um, a whole lot more subscriptions, not just here in the U.S., but also in other countries. Is there at 100 other countries and territories? The company said that more than 100 million people around the world were watching Netflix content using borrowed passwords. A hundred million? Well, this is just a drop in the bucket then. If they got, say they got a million people in this period, and it may be more now. We just have the number. They've just released the numbers uh, for May. They're so annoying. Yeah. We all share passwords. Also, My in-laws and we all share a Netflix account too. Just we all share mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, remember when this when so they annoying, the, ri- maybe. the rise of Netflix and also with uh, HBO now when they launched that, Ugh. they were encouraging people to share their passwords. They were like, "Yeah, share it." You know, they wanted to get their content out there, and yeah, they would lose a little bit of money, but then people would be like, "I want to use it." You know, I want to see this on my own. So. I'll get my own password, but, you know, and I think they let that kind of go on a little too long. And then all of a sudden now with this, uh, with this crackdown, I mean, this is nothing new though. I mean, even you're old enough to remember a Marie illegal cable. Oh yeah. Where people would, (laughs) people would just stretch the coax cable from one house to another (laughs) and get illegal cable. It has been going on for a while. They're never going to be able to uh, to get it all get it all out. But at least in the short term here, uh, Netflix made the uh, the right decision, or at least uh, they got more people on. But if there's a hundred million people watching on borrowed passwords, they're not going to make a dent in that for sure. So I guess it I guess it worked for for a while as they have seen cancellations go, but then they've actually got more subscriptions. It's made up more than made up for some of those cancellations. All right. Expecting us here at the radio station. So if you're around us, probably don't drink the water.
Okay. I've heard that there's some discoloration in the toilets. BV, I have a show yeah. on 6 and Central at 6 p.m. today. So does that mean okay. no one should just drink water and everyone just drink the wonderful canned beverages they have at Inside yeah. Out? Canned beverages or, yeah, they have hard liquor there, too. Yeah, right? they do. They should just. <laughs> that's right. That's cool. So that's coming up. Um, it's when free, does that y'all. Get Six thirty. Six, 6 p.m. No, we're doing six six p.m. to about seven thirty. All right. It's six to okay. eight. It's a good hang. Drink specials and no cover. Cheap booze and no that. cover. Yeah. And we have Josh Fournier tonight headlining, and he is amazing. So come out six to eight. That's Inside cool. Inside out. And is is Mr. Buck Burnett going to be Buck, doing his comedy style? You know. I am solo tonight. Buck Burnett and Robert Buckty Gibson are both busy with other oh. events. That it's just going to be okay. an A. Marie show tonight. How about that? Get to see A. Marie so, inside out. It's going to be a good time tonight. Yes. Go what on. else you got going on this week? Oh, it's it's Father's Day weekend, so uh, we got a lot of mm-hmm. golfing and uh, uh, smoking meat. That's that's the plan. All right. Yes. That's gonna be good. I forgot all that's about that's like it's our Father's normal Day. weekend. Yeah. So yeah, it's all happy early Father's Day, BV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out what I want. Nobody's asked me what I wanted for Father's Day, yet, so. <laughs> <I'll have> to... <laughs> oh, no, better get sure. on that. God bless Amazon yeah. Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow, it's Thursday. It means America's Top Sound Bites. We'll have oh, that for can't you wait. tomorrow. Hey, Amory, do you remember uh, Chris Gaines? When I say the word Chris Gaines, you remember who that was? Uh, Chris, don't, don't a, feel bad. Is it? A, it I'm Chris, guessing it's, is it from your award-winning podcast? Is it a singer? <laughs> he is, is a, a musician? He is a singer. Okay, Chris that's Gaines I, was a singer. I was like, uh, All right, don't be too hard on yourself. Okay. A lot of people I don't want to hurt his feelings. Chris Gaines, yes. He's lost to the annals of history, but he may be coming back. All right. Chris Gaines oh, was gosh. Garth Brooks. What? Garth Brooks. This was like 95, I'm going to say. No, it was 99. 1999. What? Garth Brooks did this side project where he was a pop star and they released an oh. album called in the life of Chris Gaines. This is the greatest thing I've was, ever heard. I know this was a great idea. They didn't execute it right, but the whole idea was he was had this alter ego named Chris Gaines who would be a pop star, not a country artist. And they released an album, which was a greatest hits of Chris Gaines. And then later they were going to do a movie. And then Garth was going to star in the movie as Chris Gaines, this pop star. It They even had, 1999, Saturday Night Live had Garth Brooks as the host, and Chris Gaines was the musical guest. That no is kidding. so funny. <laughs> and they had, uh, they released singles, like one of the singles uh, ended up making the charts. I mean, it got a lot of radio airplay. So anyway, I love they, Garth Brooks. This was a great idea, uh, but they just didn't pull it off because the movie never happened and they never really followed up on it. Uh, now, the whole idea was that Chris Gaines was a Australian pop star who died in a car wreck. And they were going to make a story of his life. And it was, you know, be a musical type thing, too. Uh, but Garth Brooks did say recently that before he retires again he's retired a few times 
that there's actually a, a Chris Gaines project in the works because the, the album in the life of Chris Gaines was a greatest hits compilation, which means uh, Garth wants to release five albums of music of Chris Gaines. And then oh. th those would have been the, the greatest hits would have been picked from those five albums that have yet to happen yet. This is and this so was great. 1999. I know that was 24 years ago. I mean, wait, wait to strike while the iron's hot here. So we have that to look forward to uh, the life of Chris Gaines. Um, also, do you ever, this is a personal question, so don't answer it if you don't want to. Do you ever rewear your socks? Also, BB, I yeah. speak for a living on the radio mm -hmm. and stand up comedy. I think I'm okay with sharing yeah. everything. Okay. okay. Uh, do I rewear okay. socks? Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes when I feel like they're not gross. <laughs> Maybe like so once. I, like, but I'm I, like weird yeah. about it. It depends. There's a time limit. Like right. if I've only wore my socks for a couple of hours, you know. Yeah, you know, but they're, they're but good for another day. No, gross. Yeah, I'm so a little nervous I about this what you're about to tell me. <laughs> like Lisa sent this in. Uh, a recent poll asked people how often they rewear their socks. Sixty-seven percent of people admit to rewearing them from time to time. 30% only rewear them maybe once. 22% say that socks can last for multiple days. That's so gross. You can't get two days out of a pair. You can't get two real days. You know, you can't get two eight-hour work days out of, out, of two so out of a pair of socks. They asked uh, 8,000 people how often they rewear socks because it isn't quite as gnarly as underwear. Mm. Oh, but don't get me started. It's a lot more gnarly than just like a sweater because there's people that will wear a sweater multiple times before washing it. Yeah, I have jackets and sweaters I don't wash like immediately. Depending on it depends you, on like the activity I'm doing. Yeah. Or if have it you gets heard dirty. about jeans? There's people out there that swear to not wash jeans, and there's At people all? that have not watched. Yes. Now, There's people walking around out there right now, probably people listening that have never washed their jeans. That's disgusting. Yeah. Now, I don't, oh, yeah. sometimes I'll not wash my jeans after one time, but like, come on, y'all. Mm -hmm. Do you know where you're, oh, like, yeah. you're out in public, you're sitting on things, you're doing things? Oh, yeah. I don't, ugh. Just being out in the, you know, it's, it's going to inadvertently touch things. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to... You know what, BV? This reminds well, me of, this cracks me up. When you go to a bathroom and they have to tell employees to wash hands, I'm like, everyone mm -hmm. should be washing their hands. But we're going to add signs that please oh, wash yeah. your pants, yeah. your jeans, <laughs> yes. your socks. All right. I didn't even think about this, but I mean, so yeah, the outside may be good for your jeans, but I mean, the inside of your pants, you've been Ew. sweating in them. Ew. Over and over again. And there's people, it's a thing. Believe me, it's a thing. People that, that don't wash their jeans. There's people that shower. Okay, here's the thing with the don't shower, and you get kind of the granola crowd, uh, and they're like, well, we don't want to waste water. No, you're just lazy. Oh, uh, You're okay. lazy. You're, you're you can a take a quick shower. Okay? Yes. It's hygiene. Uh, now, listen, you're not supposed to wash your, well, it 
people go back and forth this like you're not supposed to wash your hair every day like i you know me i have like a lot of hair and my yes. my hairstylist says don't wash it every day mm -hmm. but i still like shower and yeah you still gotta you gotta groom yourself a little yeah. bit you can't just let it yeah let it go yeah yeah oh the, yeah there's gosh. that crowd to say oh you know because of the climate and everything Give me a you break. don't need what, to uh yeah. deb hallen like who <laughs> yes the deb hallen crowd <laughs> well then that's oh, funny the, the couple up. that the they all right this is like the most annoying celebrity couple it's uh dax shepherd and uh Kristen bell you know those two it, to me there's a there's a competition between most annoying couple it's dax shepherd and Kristen bell or john legend and chrissy Teigen. i think those are the two most annoying celebrity couples but dax and Kristen bell they're the ones that have talked about they only shower like once a week they don't wash their clothes very often what? okay like you and get into it's your all bed every day change. dirty like that freaks me out exactly oh sorry i bet they are a smelly bunch of people yeah. those two i bet stink <sighs> i understand not sometimes you have crazy days or something happens but like come on y'all yeah. let's not take washing care of ourselves. yourself properly. love yourself take care of yourself that's right. So TJ Trout is on his uh, annual three-month summer vacation. Well, I'm a little nervous right? for TJ Trout because, I don't know, I don't know if you heard the whole story, but I hope he comes back. He's taking a road trip okay. up to Canada. It's a whole thing. Okay, yeah. So he's going to be gone for a while. So who's filling in today? Uh, Darren we'll White Cater. will be in today. All right, in Mr. TJ Darren White. Trout. Good deal. Um, so that's coming up next. And Avery's going to be at Inside Out tonight, starting at 6 o'clock, right? Yeah, six, yep, 6 p.m. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. <laughs> when you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hey everybody, this is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game, every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.